Good morning, Trinity Youth. It is Wednesday, February 21st, 2024, and this is Dave. And this is Haley. We are so glad you're joining us again on the Trinity Youth Lent Podcast. We're spending a season looking at Jesus' wilderness journey to the cross. And y'all, not gonna lie, I'm a bit hesitant (laughs) about our opener. Apparently, Dave has prepared some jokes. Mm -hmm. And that should be enough of a concern, but apparently there's more? Oh, Haley. I am so excited for this opener. For those of you out there who were with us with Trinity Kids throughout the pandemic, you might remember the incredible job our kids pastor at that time and her husband, Millie and Jay Wamstead. Big shout out, friends of the pod. Friends of the pod. Big friends of the pod. That they, big, the great job they did pivoting and bringing life to a challenging season. And every week, kids could write in with a joke and some even got to read them on air. And they made a little jingle, you remember that? Remember? Like, time for a joke. Joke time! Oh my gosh. No, uh, that like precedes me because I was here and it was like, we're going back into the building, guys. So joke time was no longer. Oh, it's become a major meme in our house. It could be time for an anything. <laughs> oh, really? Like, time for a taco. Taco time! That's beautiful. Uh, Some I mean, song is here Beautiful is one word for it, but it sparks a lot of joy. Sure. Yeah. All right. So here's the fun part. It's not just going to be me telling these jokes, all right? You, Haley, are also going to be telling a few sight unseen, like some crazy trust exercise. Y'all, I really didn't read this (laughs) before. (laughs) I know. I didn't approve the script. (laughs) Yes. So so if you are listening and you were in third through fifth grade back in 2020, you're now in middle school. And so all that to say, I thought this would be a fun throwback and an opportunity to shout out some fun people. There's also a theme to these jokes that kind of, sort of, has to do with our passage today, all right? So either way, without any further ado, we give you the very first joke time on Trinity Youth Podcast. Haley, you have the honors of the first joke. You may now go to that spoiler tab, open it up. Wow. And read our first joke. All right, joke time unboxing. How many mystery writers to take to change a light bulb? Two. How, how many, Haley? <laughs> two. One to screw it in. One, it almost, oh wait, no. Two, one to screw it in almost all the way. And then the other one to give a surprising twist at the end. That's good. Okay. <laughs> it's kind of a tongue twister. To yeah, read. I was like, what? Okay. That's pretty good. Okay. So we all can take that one. All right, I got one for you. This, the, oh, I dialed this one especially for you, Haley. Oh, gosh. How many therapists does it take to change a light bulb? How many? <laughs> None. The light bulb has to want to change. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you like that. That is good. That is like a classic. Like, you can't change someone unless they're willing, unless, unless they're they ready. You have to want to do the work. Yeah. Okay, how many narcissists does it take to change a light bulb, Dave? Just <laughs> Tell one. Tell me, Haley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just one. He holds the light bulb, and the world revolves around him. Oh, wow. He or she. <laughs> he or she, true. It is not just a male diagnosis. <laughs> All right, save, save this one for last. Haley, how many golden retrievers does it take to change a light bulb? How many? The sun is shining. The day is young. We've got our whole lives ahead of us. And you're inside worrying about a dang burned out light bulb? I see. <laughs> it's sort of meta. Yeah, that is meta. It's like, stop doing that. Come play fetch, you know? Um, I just felt any on a golden retriever joke would be a good place to wrap up joke time. Everybody loves a golden, a golden retriever. retriever. Except those who are allergic. We think of you. I don't know anyone allergic to a golden retriever. That'd be really sad. They should. So anyone allergic to dogs would be allergic to a golden retriever. Well, with that, Haley, 
Could you please read us a passage from Matthew, um, from the Sermon on the Mount, and it has to do a little bit with shining some light, just like I hope our light bulb jokes shone a little bit of light on your day today. Sure. Hey, Dave, this is our first week in the, or our first day in the Sermon on the Mount. Mm -hmm. What is significant about this sermon, particularly? Why should we care about it? Why is it? Yeah, Sermon on the Mount, if you open your Bible to Matthew chapters 5 through 7, and if you have one, there's a version of the Bible, or several versions, or the red letter versions, and the red letters are the words of Jesus. And what I what I say, these are these chapters are bleeding red. It is three chapters in a row, five, six, seven, of just Jesus with a straight monologue. It's some of the most famous, influential teaching of Jesus, arguably the most famous and influential he's ever had. It's had a huge impact on our culture. Mm -hmm. And and if you read it straight through, you would recognize so many pieces. I recommend to all of you, go read that. Mm -hmm. um, takes about 15 to 20 minutes. And so this is from the intro, and we get a sense of who Jesus is talking to, who the audience is. So listen for that as Haley reads. All right, y'all. This is Matthew 5, 13 through 16. You are the salt of the earth, but if salt has lost its taste, how can its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything, but it is thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A city built on a hill cannot be hidden. No one after lighting a lamp puts it under a bushel basket, but on the lampstand, and it gives light to all the house, to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be, be to God. God. Dave, first of all, who is Jesus talking to in this passage, and what might that mean for us today? Yeah, it's super important to uh, identify who Jesus is talking to because that really helps us put ourselves in it. And first, I want to want to say a disclaimer on saltiness because uh, <laughs> salty is taking on a little bit of a different meaning. Yeah, guys, <laughs> we're we're on trends. We know what's up. <laughs> We we have moments where maybe we need to um, identify our saltiness in one another and work through that, right? So when Jesus is talking about if it's lost its saltiness, how could it be good for anything anymore? This is not talking about being grumpy and angsty, all right? Yeah, not current day salty. No, this saltiness is talking about two things, really. Salt is, you know, flavoring. So if you've lost, like, flavor, um, that's a bummer and talks about God's people should be people who like have some flavor, like add something to the meal that is this world, so to speak. But also saltiness to be s salty in this sense is to be a preservative, like mm -hmm. salt preserves stuff. Um, it can make it keep for a long time, especially that day and age. So to talk about people being salty when Jesus is talking about that, like, hey, you're going to be people who help like preserve people. Um, preserve something good in them. Lead them towards what Jesus calls eternal life in the kingdom of God. So that is disclaimer number one. But who's Jesus talking to? Well, this is the Sermon on the Mount. And you know we love mountains here on this podcast. It's true. He's, uh, the message version says he's talking to his climbing companions, which I really love. When Ooh. Jesus was the most popular person around, instead of going into the cities where he could just stand around and everybody could hear, he kind of challenged his followers to see, are these people here just to see me do tricks or to associate with the most popular guy around? Or are they in it for the long haul? And so Jesus instead climbed a mountain and anybody who wanted to come could come listen. And lots came, y'all. Thousands of people came. And the people he's talking to are ordinary people for the most part. Mm -hmm. They're people just like you and I, people who had just normal jobs, normal lives. And they went out because Jesus had the words of life and they wanted to hear it. There are people who we would describe 
as just downright ordinary. And so, Haley, question for you. Mm-hmm. What is your experience with ordinary, with feeling ordinary, or maybe your faith feeling ordinary? And do you ever have a moment where you crossed over from feeling like I'm ordinary in a way that I don't matter to, you know what, this ordinary faith, there's actually something to it? Yeah, I think the pressure to feel spectacular is kind of crushing in some ways and to feel like you can convince people or like win people to a thing or like you need to always be like on guard to be attractive in that way, like soul attractive, does that make sense? Not like Mm -hmm. physically, not like doing my hair, but in the sense of like always trying to make my faith seem like really awesome um, can be really exhausting. And I think like the clearest story or moment I have of being like, oh, who I am and the fact that I dwell in a space where I feel beloved by God and like that overflows, it's really real, was the time, I have a pretty dear friend now, but we were just climbing partners, LOL, kind of funny because you just said that, (laughs) but we would climb a lot and I was just myself, which if you know me, I'm a really curious person. I probably ask too many curious questions (laughs) or I'll be like, this is a really deep question. You don't have to answer, but can you tell me this about your life? And I would just do that. I would be like, hey, what do you think about God? Like, what do you think about God? What do you think? And this person didn't come from, like, a religious mm-hmm. back. Like, they weren't, like, practicing religious in any way. And I would never, like, really say, like, well, I think this. I was just like, huh. And was just curious and moved on. And if they'd ask me to share ever, I would. But that wasn't often. Um, and then we had just had all these spiritual conversations of all these different things. Mm-hmm. of like, huh, like, over time. But I wasn't, like trying to be anything other than exactly who I am, which is like curious and questioning. And like, even in my own faith, like I'm always like, oh, I wonder about this thing and running down different yeah. rabbit holes. And I'm super comfortable with that. Um, and so he ended up coming to a place of being like, Haley, like, I kind of wanted what you had eventually. Wow. Like you were so relaxed. You were so not anxious. Mm-hmm. Like, and I like sense that you, like you really knew you were loved by God. And like, I now I know that I'm loved by God. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, like, who I am to me is super ordinary, but to other people, like they see this person of peace. I think that's what Jesus is yeah. getting at. Like, hey, you, you yourself, like when you dwell in the house of peace and the house of the beloved, mm-hmm. when you dwell with these people, like when you dwell in God's presence, like you become that. And that in and of itself is what's quote unquote salty, right? It's like, yeah. it's like, yeah. oh, like, okay, this is actually different. Um, but it's not like I like, felt this pressure to be that. Does that make sense? Totally. And when you said this pressure to be spectacular, that really resonated with me. And Mm -hmm. I can remember times in my life where I have felt that, Um, whether it was when I was in middle school, high school, or even on through my adult journey, there's different phases of life where I feel like I I need to get some affirmation here or even in our faith. And that's so Mm -hmm. tricky when it feels like um, a pressure of like, God, I, want, I almost want to prove it to you. And mm-hmm. just like, keep learning that God isn't calling us to prove it to him in some way. He's calling ordinary people and he's saying, hey, don't hide who you are. Mm-hmm. Don't hide who you are. That doesn't mean you have to go out and, and like anxiously try to be spectacular. And y'all have been around people who you can tell they are anxiously trying to be spectacular. And most of you, honestly, or if you are honest, You can identify with me that you've had times when you have felt like, oh, I am so anxious trying to be spectacular right now. Um, That's why I think if we connect this wilderness journey of Lent to this idea of being a light on a hill or not hiding your light, when we go on this Lent journey with Jesus, like there's nothing spectacular at all about Lent. And when we give up things, um, we, you know, if you gave up social media, for example, it's training ourselves that, like, I don't need all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, this pressure that sometimes I put on myself, it gives us a chance to whittle down 
all of the the, the like shininess and get down to the ordinariness of who I am. If there's one thing too that I think I could encourage, I would tell you guys to lay down the image of what you think your faith needs to look like and start leaning into what it really is. So for instance, say I, more about that. Yeah, what is Yeah, like I think I used to like stand in worship and be like everyone's raising their hands, my hands are going up. And then mm. eventually I was like, "Haley, like there are moments where you actually get more if you sat down and you journal your thoughts mm. like about God. Like if you sit and hear these worship lyrics and you write them down. So if you're ever in church and you find me sitting during a song, it's not because I'm bored out of my mind. It's because like I'm actually processing things better when I do that. And it's mm. like the sooner that I realize like the image isn't what I'm striving after, it's just actual connection. I got mm. to live out a real experience with God. And like beyond that, when people will be like, I'm wondering these really big questions. I think so often I just like regurgitated answers I had heard instead of being like, you know, I've heard this, but I don't, I don't know. Like, I want to know what you think too. Like, I'm curious. I think I was so quick to always have an answer or have things put together instead of really taking the time to think like, Haley, where are you really at? Whether it be in a service or be with my friends or be wherever. So I think like laying down my image of like my faith should look like for this versus like, this is where it's really at mm. and being okay with like talking about that and being yeah, honest. which you can only know, know or come to hear that voice of who the Lord's calling you into if there's not noise and distraction. So right. again, this whole journey of Lent is do away with the noise, the noise mm-hmm. that is constantly telling you, like, be aggressively spectacular mm-hmm. and listen for the still small voice of mm-hmm. the Lord that is saying, Haley, this is who you are, Dave, mm-hmm. this is who you are. Live it. And that's going to be a light. And y'all, I'm so, both of us would say, we're so encouraged because we watch you in our in our in Trinity Youth, doing this with each other. Mm-hmm. And you may not think it, you may not even realize the impact it has, but when you welcome each other into a space, when you give a hug, when you can tell that somebody's down and you approach them, when you're messaging people um, afterwards to follow up, to see how are you doing, um, when you include somebody in that, that is your faith being a light. Mm-hmm. And it matters so much. So if you, if you haven't heard it, just know that we see it. And Trinity Youth continues to be a place where people feel comfortable to show up. And that's a large part, it's not just us. It's not just the adults in the room. It's no. it's because you're sharing an ordinary faith with people, and that's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's impactful. Um, y'all, if I could leave you guys with a thing to do, a challenge out of this, just a small one that you can do wherever you are passing through your day right now. Take a moment, just like kind of look at your thumb. It looks probably pretty ordinary. I'm looking at my thumb. I'm looking at mine too. I've got a scar. Right. Well, it's even funny looking at my two thumbs are different, but um, every thumb is different. And the way that you live out who you are before God is uniquely present to you. Just like your little thumbprint, you're the only one in the whole wide world with it. So take a moment to breathe in the fact and the peace of the faith that you live out and the, the faith that you're walking through is enough. It is beautiful and it's worth sharing with other people. Haley, that is so good. You know, that's all we have for you today. We hope that you let your light shine today and this whole season. We love you. And as always, peace peace be be with you. you.